Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Congratulations are in order to Coca-Cola, once again proving strong in the soft drink category. Number one in the 2022 ranking is Coca-Cola. Now my Coke Zero is all the way down to seventh. We have Coca-Cola, we have Diet Coke, number two, Pepsi Max, number three, Schweppes Lemonade. <laughs> uh, Schweppes Lemonade, uh, up two to number four. Uh, R. Whites, uh, down one to number five. Pepsi, down one to number six. Coke Zero, of course, moved up. Uh, is it uh, up one from eight to seven? Diet Pepsi, down one to eight. Schweppes Lime Cordial, uh, stayed the same at nine and red bull stayed the same as number 10 all data provided by cga for the 12 months to october 2022 now cga is uh an insight and research consultancy to food and drink businesses across the globe so you can trust them 100 percent so now if you're still drinking uh, coca-cola you are drinking the number one soft drink uh, according to cga i am still stuck on number seven with coca-cola zero sugar as you know my go-to drink but uh, if you're drinking diet coke pepsi max schweppes lemonade our whites pepsi diet pepsi schweppes lime cordial or red bull you're still in the top 10 so you should be feeling good about yourself i know i know me too welcome welcome to chewing the fat so i've talked uh, many times about uh jay shetty and his book and life as think like a monk and I'm, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, I want to think like a monk. I believe I want to think like a monk even more in today's world. So there's a Buddhist temple in uh, Thailand. And four Buddhist monks have been shipped off to rehab after they all tested positive for meth. <laughs> the holy men, including the temple's abbot or head monk, failed the drug tests in the uh, province of Bung Sam Phan district on Monday. Uh, the temple is now empty of monks, and nearby villagers are concerned they cannot do any merit-making. Uh, boy, that just, that just, what's the problem? We need a monk to come in. Police forced the monks to undergo urine tests after they raided the temple as part of the province's crackdown on drugs. I'm not sure what made them think that the temple was a drug haven, but they did and they were the monks who have been named have since been sent to a health clinic to undergo drug rehab they were also immediately booted from the monkhood wait what yes 
Uh, Merit making is a Buddhist practice that involves followers donating food to monks as a good deed. Backup monks are being sent to the temple so villagers can still practice their religious obligations. That's good because anytime you are someplace where people give you free food to feel good about themselves, I'm all for it, whether you're a Thai monk or not. (laughs) They didn't say that they found any drugs uh, stashed at the temple, so they just know that Thailand is a major transit country for methamphetamine flooding into neighboring nations. And I, you know, okay, so it's a terrible place. And now we even have the monks smoking meth. They don't know that they were traffickers. They were just drug-addicted monks smoking meth in Thailand. (laughs) Oh, okay. Now, we do know that, well, I guess this is where they found out that they might have a problem. Uh, The drug-addled monk named Farrar and Apollo was arrested earlier in the month after allegedly carjacking two vehicles and leading the cops on a frantic chase. He's facing, uh, well, obviously he's facing jail time, car theft. He's going to be charged under Thailand's Narcotic Act, so he was high, obviously, when he was doing it, which led them to think that, hey, I bet he's not the only monk doing meth. (laughs) So, man. How bad do you want to live like a monk now? And look, if you're doing it right, or think like a monk is Jay Shetty's book, if you're doing it right, you absolutely uh, would be, you know, you need, it would be, it would be cool. I could see myself as a monk. I know. I don't look at me like that. I could see myself as a monk. But, I mean, if you're just going to become a monk to smoke meth, (laughs) that seems like it would not be the thing to do maybe it's just me there was an incredible story out of fort worth that uh, they're calling you know an early christmas miracle but a woman who disappeared over five decades ago was found in fort worth this week melissa highsmith went missing when she was kidnapped by a babysitter at her parents fort worth home in 19 19- 1971 she was just 22 months old at the time of her disappearance what is she rapunzel i mean did she have golden hair did she heal people i don't know i don't know but over the next 51 years the family and police searched for her and they followed up on recent tips about a possible sighting in north carolina in the end however melissa was found living in fort worth under the name of melanie walden The Highsmith family said that a DNA test ended up being the key that led them to Melissa. Our finding Melissa was purely because of DNA, not because of any police or FBI involvement or podcast involvement or even our family's own private investigations or speculations. (laughs) Okay, none of you worked, okay? You're a bunch of losers. Leave us alone. You couldn't find our kid. So they met for the first time in over 50 years, 51 years of separation. That's pretty amazing. It was good to see what I looked like as a baby as she sits next to her parents looking at photos of her she's never seen before. Uh, It's overwhelming, but at the same time, it's the most wonderful feeling in the world. 
Wow, they're still trying to process it all. Imagine if you lost your child. I mean, at any time would be horrific. But then to know that you believe that they're still alive and you still continue to search for them and you find them. Wow. So I guess a tip came from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children reported that she had possibly been seen in Charleston, South Carolina. Now, that tip didn't pan out, but it put Melissa's story back in the national spotlight and gave the family the strength to keep looking. So eventually, a DNA test from 23andMe connected Melissa's children with their family. When her family reached out to her on Facebook, Melissa thought it was a scam. My father texted me on Messenger, and he told me, you know, I've been looking for my daughter for 51 years. This whole time, I never really knew my real family was searching for me. The person that raised me, uh, the person that raised me, I asked her, is there anything you need to tell me? And it was confirmed that she knew that I was baby Melissa so that it just made it real. She then agreed to take the DNA test on Thanksgiving and reunited with her brothers and parents. So the lady that took her uh no information has been released about her kidnapper yeah what happens to them you i mean that's uh, hello you kidnapped this person for 50 years made them believe that they were someone else when does that stop i mean after you know after 20 years you're an adult right she's or 21 years whatever the case is she was almost two years old at the time and so once you're an adult does that mean the kidnapping goes away is there a statue of limitations just amazing uh just amazing but good for the family for finally uh finally finding their daughter and the daughter finally finding her real parents um not knowing about it that there were her real parents i mean she just the whole thing was a lie but it's amazing that the family it was the dna and a false spotting of her that brought her back into the spotlight but they made a point of saying let me tell you it wasn't because of any police or fbi involvement podcast involvement or even our family's own private investigations or speculations (laughs) so amazing good for the highsmiths uh good for them for finally uh, finding their daughter and wow what about um so many years of lost time with uh, your child and the child with the parents incredible so it is almost if not a christmas miracle pretty close pretty close oh you know unless they don't like each other <laughs> uh, what happens if they don't you know, they sit down with each other over the holidays here and then they realize yeah i don't really like you uh, I know you're my parents, but uh, I don't like you. So I'm out. Take care. Don't call me again. <laughs> uh, I don't think that would be a miracle. Uh, man, you know, that's just me. Again, again, uh, maybe that's just me. So we talked today on Pat Unleashed, and I think it was overtime, where we talked about uh, in China, they have these huge high rises that are pig farms and that's how they're raising their pork in china in these high-rise buildings and that has got to smell good and 60 percent of u.s pork production comes from one company owned 
by the Chinese. And their hogs are giving something called arachtopamine, which happens to be banned in 160 countries, uh, including China. Yet you can find it in your grocery aisle here in the U.S. every day. There is a better way. I'd like to tell you about Moink. That's Moo plus Oink. Moink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did. And as a result, Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better. From from small family farms to your dining table, Moink gives you access to the freshest, sustainably sourced meat and fish, all while supporting American family farms. (sighs) The Moink difference is a difference you can taste, and you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent. You choose the meat delivered in every box, ribeyes, chicken breasts, pork chops, salmon fillets, and so much more. Plus, you can cancel at any time. I love getting the Moink box delivered to the house. You bring it into the kitchen, you open it up, and you start going through it. And you're looking at the chicken breasts and the ribeyes and the pork chops and the salmon fillets and the bacon. I love the bacon. The Moink bacon is probably, I don't know, it's the best bacon I've ever had. It is delicious. I mean, Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. He's 100% correct. Ring doorbell founder Jamie Simonoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. I'll tell you another thing that Moink guarantees that you will say to yourself, no way. And then once you open that box and you start going through the ribeyes and the chicken breasts and the pork chops and the salmon fillets and the bacon, you are going to say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee from Moink that you will say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. Keep America farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Jeffy right now. Listeners to this show get free filet mignon in every order for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you're ever going to taste, but it's for a limited time. So get there now. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. M-O-I-N-K box.com slash J-E-F-F-Y moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So we know that the uh, holiday season it's the holiday season. Uh, yeah. We know that uh, according to the National Retail Federation, uh, they defined the holiday season November 1st through December 31st. Now, this past, we talked about uh, Black Friday sales being up. We talked about Cyber Monday sales being up. And we also now know that a record number of holiday shoppers went out back to stores and hunted for deals on Thanksgiving Day. 196 point million shoppers uh, uh, shopped out there. It's pretty incredible. Now, they didn't estimate uh, the spending, but when you look at uh, some of the bargains and the deals, they talk about uh, shoppers spend an average of $325 on holiday-related purchases over the weekend. Last year, the weekend was $301. 
So things are going good, right? You know how good it's going? Now, I will say that it does take me back to uh, what uh, you could quote me on from yesterday's show. I'm sure that uh, the 196.7 million people who flocked back to stores hunting for deals from uh, Thanksgiving Day to Cyber Monday and then spent uh, an average of $325 on holiday-related purchases definitely got uh, more for less. They spent more for less product. I promise you that. I know what we spent and what we received, and it was definitely spending more for less. And since we're talking about the holidays, I see where uh, Spam has their new figgy pudding, (laughs) which looks delicious. I mean, holy cow. You think the holidays, you want some figgy pudding uh, with the warm spices and seasonal ingredients that will be the star in many wintertime recipe favorites. Uh, with notes of cinnamon and nutmeg combined with fig and orange flavors, you'll taste true holiday comfort that will have you caroling all season long. And they've created here on the Spam website uh, a song from the Spam people. I didn't realize that Spam had these little spammy characters. There's a, a pig, and a reindeer, and some elves. And they, uh, they're they singing, we wish you a figgy Christmas. And man, if nothing will get you into the holiday spirit. The makers of Spam present, we wish you a figgy Christmas. Oh, yeah. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a fantastic New Year. Oh, Santa's there, too. Bring us some figgy pudding. Bring us some figgy pudding. Wait, what is figgy pudding? I think it's some kind of holiday treat. From no. yesteryear, tidings <laughs> we bring to you and your kin. Maybe it's like a spread. Or a tasty fruit smear. <laughs> we will oh, come oh, to oh, get oh. some. Please, sir, may I have some? Mm, I think I taste some. Oh, oh that was the pig. Oh, no. We bring Can't have that. To you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a fantastic New Year. We all like our figgy pudding. Oh, yeah. A break from Mrs. Claus's cooking. Hey. Oh, with all its good cheers. Good evenings we bring to you in this tin. We wish you a figgy pudding. Yeah. And oh. a spamtastic new year. Oh, isn't that beautiful? <laughs> that was uh the bumble uh, <laughs> that was the giant bumble singing at the end so man that nothing says the holidays like have a spamtastic new year right i know i don't know if this is good news or bad news from the oscars but i'll let you decide whether you think it's good news or bad news uh last year remember they cut out uh eight awards from the show uh eight categories the awards from the show the original score makeup hairstyling documentary short film editing production design animated short live action short 
and sound and those were cut from the main telecast and i guess that brought outrage from across the film industry so now uh bill kramer ceo of the academy of motion picture arts and scientists no not scientists what am i saying the sciences they're not scientists although many of them believe they are uh the academy of motion picture arts and sciences announced that uh he could confirm he did this uh, exclusively to variety Uh, i can confirm that all categories will be included in the live telecast oh how much do you want to watch the oscars now i mean okay sure jimmy kimmel's gonna come back for a third time to host um we'll just be able to executive producers are there for the 95th academy awards march 12th 2023 uh live from the dolby theater at ovation hollywood the ceremony will be televised live on abc and in more than 200 territories so they're not cutting anything out and you're going to get it all from the beginning to the end because of the outrage that ensued after cutting some of those categories i don't understand why i mean they why don't they just do the whole thing from the red carpet to the black carpet is that what they call it when everybody leaves the black carpet (laughs) to the exiting uh and all the awards and all the parties and all the accesses and side interviews all of it on one of the streaming platforms and then the live broadcast could be two hours prime time we're good have a nice day well we'll all sit down for two hours of the oscars we'll watch the big ones and we'll move on with our lives and if you want to watch uh if you want to watch the person who got the animated short or the film editing which i'm not opposed to i probably will watch it me personally but for primetime abc uh, you know i'm guessing uh, two hours is enough you get the numbers up and maybe they go back and then you know the oscar website can just post each category as a separate youtube clip on their youtube page oh my gosh you mean that would mean the, the film industry would be integrating with the new streaming and internet and they, they would have to work together oh I can't. I won't hear of it. It's just silly. It's just silly. Now may be a good time to go down to Miami and buy a nightclub. I'm just thinking out loud. Uh, I was reading a story where Miami nightclubs have been rocked by the absence of big spending crypto whales among the the market's deep freeze. So apparently nightclubs in the city became the home away from a home for the crypto entrepreneurs who, when times were good, they would rent out venues for half a million dollars and order top-shelf champagne. And so, you know, they all uh, they all spent all kinds of money. In fact, one club, E11 Club, that accepted payment in cryptocurrency, processed $6 million, more than $6 million, worth of transactions last year. In the last three months, it's taken in less than ten thousand dollars. Woo! 
That hurts. I don't care. I guess the nerdy style guys are all hurting with their crypto money. (laughs) So we're not going to the bars. We got no crypto money. I mean, Miami was the magic city, right? It went all in on crypto. Uh, They were buying up uh, drawings with crypto. The mayor, Francis Suarez, has removed his laser eyes from his Twitter profile. Miami-Dade County has asked a federal judge to end the Miami Heat Arena's naming rights deal with bankrupt FTX. And the city's personal token, Miami coin, has dropped 99% from its peak value. So, as I was saying might be a good time just maybe a good time to go down to miami and look around and you know buy a bar because you could probably get a really good price on it and you know then uh times will roll back in it'll be okay uh you but you're not used to the old crypto money because the crypto money probably isn't coming back but i don't know i'm not an investor don't take your investment advice from me i'm just guessing it's possible the crypto money isn't coming back now you can follow me on twitter at jeffy jfr uh, facebook and instagram is jeff fisher radio if you are listening to this show right now and you are not a subscriber what are you doing uh, i appreciate you listening and uh, you're listening on your friend's device uh you know and that's fine and wherever your friend is subscribed to the show but you need to get on your device and subscribe to the show okay it's free uh so you know just subscribe look right now you're a freeloader nobody likes a freeloader subscribe on your own device and it's free everybody loves that everybody wants free stuff nobody likes a freeloader so make that happen i see where and this is sad news as well and uh, and and i I really don't mean that it's sad news because there's some big story that talks about jim carrey saying he's leaving twitter oh no what will i do (laughs) Uh, the thing is they never leave so jim if you're gonna go bye talk to you later he said i'm leaving twitter but first here's a cartoon i made with my friend jimmy hayward it's based on my painting of a crazy old lighthouse keeper standing naked in a storm summoning the angels and shining his lamp to guide us through a treacherous night i love you all so much well geez jim thank you and we love you right back bye i probably shouldn't leave without letting you hear the great work of jim carrey and his his painting brought to life oh yes his friend jimmy hayward old crazy lighthouse keeper standing naked in a storm summoning the angels shining his lamp to guide us through a treacherous night this place with light and all that's good and all that's right oh it's a naked lighthouse person angels fill this place with light angels guide them through the gale hold fast the stitching in their sail and I will Oh, man. 
looks really great and he's got the lighthouse keeper giving everybody the finger on one hand and holding up some strange concoction of fingers on the other it's awesome that's awesome jim will we'll miss you we will miss you and i mean i'll i'll try to be sad and i don't i'll try i promise i promise this jim i'll try to be sad all right who died today who died today very sad clarence gilliard jr dead at 66 years of age now you remember clarence from walker texas ranger he was in uh matlock one of my all-time favorite lines in the world coming from ben matlock uh murder is a messy business it wasn't clarence gilliard jr though he played the detective and in die hard he was the remember in Die Hard. He was the, uh, the the computer genius, the the smart guy that knew how to get into the safe. Uh, Clarence Gilliard Jr. Very sad. He died at the age of sixty six. Uh, he died in his home in Las Vegas, Nevada. He apparently uh, we haven't claimed what killed him yet, huh? But apparently he had not been in good health for a few years i am absolutely i know what you're thinking and don't do it it has nothing to do with the vaccine so shut up okay just shut up he was working at the university all right got 30 years of acting under his belt and he was a professor at the university man he was in a lot of movies man top gun die hard he did a lot of really good stuff anyway he was a professor uh in las vegas contributed to the college of fine arts at unlv community and he was uh he was married to elena gilliard his current wife and then he was called professor g at unlv professor g and uh, according to unlv he was a beacon of light and strength for everyone around him i believe it he seemed like a really nice man i wish i had met him before clarence gilliard jr uh dead at the age of 66 rest in peace then we have country singer jake flint dead at 37 died in his sleep hours after being married there are video posts of the happy couple dancing and now the wife is like i don't understand oklahoma singer songwriter jake flint 37 died in his sleep hours after exchanging wedding vows on saturday night his wedding uh to brenda flint took place at a remote homestead near tulsa uh everyone is really really sad the cause of his death has not yet been confirmed don't do it don't go there stop thinking like that don't think to yourself aha there's another one from the vaccine you don't know that it doesn't say it doesn't say that okay it just says that we don't know the cause of death is yet to be determined so could have been something else so stop thinking about that okay so jake flint country singer and songwriter dead at the age of 37. (music) 
So there's always, you know, interesting crime stories around America every day. This one happened in Fresno, uh, in downtown Fresno, in a bank, uh, Wells Fargo, on Fresno Street and Van Ness Avenue. If you know Fresno, you know right where that is. And so a man using a walker went into the Wells Fargo uh, on Fresno Street and Van Ness Avenue. And he's a 68-year-old man, an unnamed 68-year-old man and using a walker he went into the bank approached a teller with a note demanding money the teller gave him two hundred dollars and included a tracker with the cash the man left headed west towards fulton street and like i said if you if you know fresno you know exactly where that is officers were in the area and along with the help of the bank tracker and his slow movement they were able to locate him on fulton street just north of fresno street he had gotten very far and uh he was arrested without incident and good news the money was recovered <laughs> Uh, it doesn't say it doesn't say the man's name it doesn't say what he needed the money for uh i don't know if he needed it for rent i don't know if he needed it for drugs or booze or what or why i want to know why he went into the bank and demanded the money and thought he could get away with it plus a tracker i mean you got to be smarter than that i know you're on a walker and you know you're moving kind of slow but uh you know you got to be smarter than that you have to be yeah. <laughs> they gave you 200 bucks the tracker can't be that i mean you have to realize that the tracker is with the money you have to right don't you don't you i feel like you do um for those of you that have been waiting for prince harry's tell-all autobiography i know don't i know yeah i can see right now the way you're looking that you you've been thinking about buying the autobiography spare when it hits the bookshelves well now uh the audiobook is uh not going to be available until january 10th however if you sign up for the amazon audible uh you can get your free trial of their audio audiobook service and spare can be one of your free audiobooks and you will have access to it after january 10th kind of cool huh i know (laughs) i mean i definitely want to read it i uh we'll see uh we'll see what comes of it i mean i know the royals are all wound up about it in fact the royals are so wound up about it that you have kate and william the future king and queen coming to the united states this month and harry and Meghan are not going to even see them they're going to be in the same neck of the woods a couple weeks later but they're not showing up to see kate and bill unbelievable so we'll see if they actually if they don't meet up or not that's pretty strange if they don't uh kate and william are going to be uh in boston for the second annual earth shot prize award ceremony and the suck sixes you know harry and megan uh it's likely they'll still be in california (laughs) okay uh you guys are coming to new york the next week why don't you you know come up early and uh, hang out with us for a little while nope not gonna happen how about you stop in and you talk to me a little bit about the book and what's happening with that since i'm you know the future king and you're gonna be writing about me and i haven't seen you since grandma's funeral nope oh 
Okay. I mean, I am in a huge fan of the Earth Shot program. Uh, this is wonderful. The, the Earth Shot offers $1 million, $1.2 million, a million pounds, in prize money to winners of five separate categories, nature protection, clean air, ocean revival, waste elimination, and climate change. The winners and all 15 finalists will also receive help in expanding their projects to meet global demand. Oh, that's so special. They're going to be in there. That's something that Harry and Meghan should be able to get behind. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a big deal, this Earthshot Prize Award ceremony. So they should show up. And it should happen. That's all I'm should happen. I don't know if money is going to be given to the scientists that tell us now these two manitoba researchers who are published in the journal of mammalogy and i love the journal of mammalogy it shows that rising climate has led to changes to the sperm of male squirrels in the canadian prairies and the feet of squirrels in south africa and we are saying that this is happening because of climate change okay now i will say this now maybe they get some earth shot money from william and kate i don't know but according to this uh because of the changing climate many uh, it's left many squirrels shooting blanks really yeah and their cousins in african countries are growing larger feet now they claim this is because of global warming okay so how is it affecting are we having less children well no uh we're not having less children what yeah no but it's because uh, humans need to be mindful of all effects of climate change okay even the small ones (laughs) uh that means that maybe they are adapting a little bit uh but they you know it's fine i i don't i don't understand why this is a big deal so according to this uh they started their Research this uh, fellow researcher Maya Warrington last year when they found that some of Richardson's male ground squirrels, uh, species found throughout the Canadian prairies, were coming up out of hibernation following a particularly warm winter with sperm unable to swim. While the non motile sperm did not lead to fewer young born later that year wait what yeah but other negative consequences of male shooting blanks may emerge in other species or situations so it didn't matter they came out and uh we shot blanks but then you know what we went ahead and everything changed and we we still had a bunch of kids it's just incredible now they claim that the bigger feet on the african squirrels are happening because it's warmer out and they make their bigger feet makes them cool down faster smaller body biggie bigger feet they cool down faster i can go on record right now and telling you that i need a smaller body and bigger feet to cool down faster now i've you know i wear a size 13 14 my feet are you know big enough uh my hands are big enough but uh i need to you know i need a smaller body to cool down faster Uh, maybe this study can help me out but temperatures have risen uh all over the world and uh the climate change is an important factor in future manitoba highway planning we've got everything it doesn't matter anything that you do has to be uh under the guise of climate change it's amazing to me this story i love the story because 
changes to squirrel semen feet a sign of climate change but nothing is happening they just, i mean the squirrels are cha- evolving a little bit and the sperm that's shooting blanks okay so they're shooting more blanks but they're still having the same amount of kids so is that why is that because we have more women squirrels now uh, we're out looking for a little squirrel business uh we came out of hibernation and there better be some squirrel business to do okay uh, i'm shooting blanks but i still want to be shooting i mean that's what the <laughs> i just whenever you come out of hibernation uh that don't matter if you're shooting blanks or not you're still looking for business you're still looking for some shooting to go on okay so maybe i don't know maybe these people can get some money from the earth shot program with william and kate you know get this get this to the world because this we need to know this we need to have everything that we do be under the guise of climate change okay all right i mean that needs to happen you know that as well as i do right you can always email the show chewing the fat at the blaze.com i'll leave you with a joke that was sent to me last night uh over an email uh chewing the fat at the blaze.com from john and uh it's not funny all right this is not the kind of joke i want to uh i want to use but i'm you know it's it's about the post office okay and uh, john you know is is john is emailing me letting me know hey who would be the next postmaster general well yes i want to be on the board of governors for the the post office no question okay but uh this is the joke okay Uh, an ex-gi applies for a job at the post office in the interview he tells the supervisor about his disability he lost his testicles to a sniper in Afghanistan. It doesn't have anything to do with climate change. Uh, the supervisors say no problem and ask if he has any problem with drugs or alcohol. No way. No way. I'm a devout Mormon. I don't use alcohol or caffeine. The supervisor says, you're hired. See you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, wait, I, I thought you guys started work at 8 a.m. Yeah, the supervisor said, yeah, you know, it's a government job, so we spent the first two hours drinking coffee and scratching ourselves, so you don't have to come in for that. See what I mean? Terrible. Just terrible. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.